this is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of The Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. Hey, everybody, get in here. It is time again for the Sean Yankee Show. I am Sean, and this is the Sean Yankee Show. So you are in the right place at the right time, no matter where you're at, when you're watching, or even listening to this show. Because we're everywhere, literally everywhere. We're even a podcast. But what this is, is a live interactive chat show. We have a discussion. Every night of the week, we gather at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we have a conversation. Monday nights, we do news. Tuesdays, motivation. Wednesday, we do conspiracy theories. Wednesday, Thursday nights, we rant. And then Friday nights, tonight, Full Bowl Fridays, we have guests on. We have great conversations with a guest. I bring a guest on for you. And tonight, I have professional voice actor Gary Gillette coming on the show. Very excited about this. I have a lot of questions for Gary. You know, I want to do voice work. I want to get into some of this and learn to make my little hobby profitable. So I'm going to ask Gary some questions about some voice work. And I found out he gives lessons. I posted that on the page, the Sean Yankee Show page. And I will be adding that link to Spotify as well to Gary's classes. You can get vocal lessons from Gary. But Gary is also a very interesting person. And he's a little political and of course, as an entertainer, is passionate about free speech. So what we want to talk about, what we're going to focus on tonight is censorship. So me and Gary will be talking about censorship tonight and how it affects us in our industry, you know, and what we do as creators. So that's what we'll be discussing tonight with Gary. Let me say hi to everybody and get us started, though. Hey, Helen. Helen was the first here on YouTube. Hey, Lee. And then Lolly got first on Facebook. Jones here. Ron. Hey, Melissa. How you doing, KT? Amanda. 
What's up, Jeffrey? I'm glad you could make it. Lee's here on Twitch as well. Thank you, Lee. Sharing is caring, Ron. You're right. Please do. Please share this out. We are the most dangerous show on the internet. So wherever you're at, please get this out. Help grow the show. Support us. If you like what you're hearing, share it out. And get somebody else in here. Invite a friend. Tell somebody about the show. Word of mouth works great, but smash them shits. Tonight, like I said, we have a guest. So me and Gary will be having a conversation. I'll still be involving you. And Gary will be able to see your comments as well. So when I put them up on the screen, at any time he might interact. But feel free to comment and take part because I will involve you. And then um, it does help the show. That's what I was getting at, interaction and smashing them shits. If you're here on Facebook, smash them and do it every time you hear something that triggers the algorithm. That's a game we've been doing. So when we set off the AI that watches the show and make sure we don't talk about things we're not allowed to talk about, we smash them shits to fight the algorithm that's throttling the show. Hey, Dolores. What's up, Robert? Robert went to school with Gary. All right. So some friends of Gary are coming in. I'm glad to see that. I had to share it to Gary's Facebook page for him because Gary is in Facebook jail. That's probably why censorship's on his mind. It should be on all of our mind, though. It's a very important topic. That's what we'll be discussing tonight. Thank you, Joan. That's very sweet of you to say. And thank you for sharing, KT. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate how much you guys support and help this show. And uh, without any further ado, though, I'm going to get the link to Gary so that he can join in with us. And we'll be bringing Gary into the show. And like I said, he's a professional voice actor, very entertaining, and very interesting guy. You're going to have a great time. So share this out. Get people in. Invite them. Because he's also a lot of fun. Like, I never really know what character or who I'm going to be talking to. You know, it's nice. It's fun. It's, uh, and I want to get him to come on and, and remind me to ask him. To the Morning Yank, our morning show. dude. Wouldn't Gary, a voice actor, be a fantastic, like, regular guest on a morning show? We could do characters. We could interview celebrities. It would be outstanding. So I'm going to talk to him about some of that. Yes, I know. And a lot of you guys are. And we've been discussing that this week, too. Look, we were just talking about the AI. You can't do anything about this. It's just something we deal with. But that's all it will do is track and trace you and repeat repeatedly lock you up and censor you. Right, Dana? He'd be fantastic. He'd be fantastic. So, yeah, I'm going to ask him about that. Got to remind me about that. Ginger just passed through my state. Ginger's traveling. And I saw that she just passed through Missouri on her Facebook page. She had announced that she is passing through Missouri. She wants to know why there's no lights on our bridges. I don't know. I don't know. I've not been in a lot of different states. I've not done a lot of traveling. But other places I go, their bridges are very well lit. Ours are dark. They don't, I guess they don't want you to know when you're on a bridge. I, I'm, I'm not sure why. I don't know that there's a reason even. But. Maybe somebody didn't pay the light bill. I don't really get it. Oh, for the intro? Ask Gary to do a voiceover for our intro? Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know. We're getting pricey right now. You know he's professional. I don't know how much money I got. I got to look. I got to check. I got empty pocket syndrome. 
Y'all know about that. That's something we all deal with. Empty pocket syndrome is terrible. Terrible. But hey, Nicole, Marie. All right, Diane. Now that I see some people are getting in, and uh, and I'll, we're going to get Gary on in just a moment. So be ready for that. In the meantime, though, I want to tell you about a few things going on with the show. Make sure to RSVP for our 300th episode event. That is coming up this Tuesday. So Tuesday night, we will be celebrating the 300th episode of this show. And uh, every 100 episodes, we have a party. And I give away prizes. We play games. I'm going to get Babels to come on. All kinds of stuff. So Tuesday is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to come to that. And uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you guys about is uh, that I'm going to give you later. But this, we are running a sale and time is running out. Matter of fact, I just got myself a new shirt from our store. But till uh, for the next six days, you can get 10% off at the Sean Yankee Show merchandise store. We have 14 original t-shirts. We have coffee mugs. We have a stainless steel wigga-jigga cup, like one of them igloo cups, you know, keep your drink cold. We got one, wigga-jigga. Got don't shed on me stickers, all kinds of stuff. Tote bags, you will love it. And like I said, for the next six days, you can get 10% off. And I just put the link in there and I'll add that to Spotify later too. But I'm going to play this little ad and send the link to Gary. And we will be bringing our guest in. This is the Sean Yankee Show. Thanks so much for coming tonight. And we will be continuing on in just a second. You already know that the Sean Yankee Show is the home of the most dangerous shows on the internet. But did you know that we also have sweet original merchandise? do and you can help us to reach our goals support our shows and also get some high quality original sean yankee show swag for yourself all at the very same time at the sean yankee show merchandise store we've got it all the best original t-shirts sweet premium hoodies as well as collectible stickers coffee mugs and much much more so head to the Sean Yankee Show store at tsys-store.myteespring.co. Support our shows in style at the Sean Yankee Show merchandise store. Stay tuned. There's much more show to come. Isn't that commercial cool? I cannot listen to that commercial without dancing. I dance every time I hear it. But the one I'm working on right now, the music's even better. You wouldn't think it's possible, but it is. So that's what's going to be coming up with the show. And I'm getting Gary the link right now. So when I see he's in the green room, I'll bring him in. So Gary's on his way. He'll be with us shortly. But yeah, share this out, get this out, invite your friends, because voice actor Gary Gillette will be joining us tonight on the show. But I want to tell you another thing. Come back tomorrow night 
on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Sean Yankee Show, we do a week in review. And what that is, is I edit up the whole week and uh, all the highlights. And then I host it and we watch it together. So I get to peep out with you. So for about three hours, two and a half, three hours, we peep out. That's what we do on Saturdays. So if you want to stop by tomorrow, check out the Week in Review. But it's also a great way to support or or, uh, rather to show somebody what it is we do here at the Sean Yankee Show. A fantastic way to get this show out. But I'm going to start getting ready for Gary and get the set ready and all of that. While we wait, I got my ears ready. Everything's set. So all I'm doing is waiting for Gary to join us. And I see he's coming in right now. So in just a minute, we will bring Gary into the feed. As soon as I see that he's ready, just give me a little thumbs up when you're ready, Gary, and I'll pop you into the feed. But yeah, voice actor Gary Gillette is coming on to the Sean Yankee Show to join us tonight. I'm real excited about that. And as soon as I see him, give me a little thumbs up, I'm going to bring him up in. Let me put my ears on so I can hear Gary. All right. I'm getting the thumbs up. So let's with let's bring in Gary Gillette to the stream and the Sean Yankee show. Hey Gary. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Woo! <laughs> I thought I'd put on a Hawaiian shirt since that's probably what people expect. I usually don't wear this, but it kind of breaks up the background as well. So you know. I like it. I like the necklace too. Should I put my hat on? You're not getting blinded by my skull, are you? Oh, you got a hat just like mine. I look like you. We match with twinsies. <laughs> I wear my hat for Riley. Uh, I wear my hat to go outside so people don't go, God, my eyes. I didn't want to get a tan this way. Very similar to the reason I wear it for Riley. There you go. So how are you? You, you, you have. It's been a while since we've seen you around here. Yeah, right. It's been a little while. What I have you been you up know, to? I you time to miss me first, right? Mm-hmm. We did. Yep. Plus, right now, I'm in Facebook jail. Three more days, suckers, and no one's brought me a cake with a file in it. Nothing. See. Oh, well, you do what you can. What got you in Facebook jail? What got you in trouble? Oh, what were you talking about? <laughs> oh, you won't believe this one. It was so good. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't even insulting people who are alive right now. Oh, really? I said, and what, can, we, can we drop F-bombs on the show or not? I don't want to get you in trouble. Uh, YouTube doesn't really like it, but I, I've always done it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really difficult for me to not use my favorite word. Plus, it's Facebook Friday. It's, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday. Friday. And what's your favorite app for it? Fuck. So that's where I'm going with it. Yeah. And okay. plus, he's not saying the F U C K. He's saying F U Q U E. We're very classy. Le Francais. It's a different le word. Le fuck you. F U C K U E H E W. Yeah, there you go. It's classy. <laughs> it's classy. I'm, I'm a classy guy. I'm wearing a French, I don't know, some kind of actually hand painted shirt, if you can believe this. Someone sold it to me and said they're a collector. So if anybody wants this, 500 bucks, let me know. <laughs> 500 that's cheap. 
Oh, I don't know what it goes for. If it goes for more, you know, <clears throat> collect, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get. <clears throat> so here's what happened. I saw somebody had listed or posted something about the Rothschilds. Okay, mm -hmm. turn of the century stuff. And uh, I was like, yeah, those bastards. And they said, literally, those fuckers should have been lynched in the street when we had the chance. They got me for bullying. <laughs> oh, you're a bully. Oh, you're so bullying? evil. They got me for bullying. They, didn't, they went against our Facebook, quote, unquote, standards, if you can believe that. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. Is anybody disagreeing with my particular assessment of this situation? Does anybody go, no, no they, were, they were good people. I just misunderstood. That's all. They just, nobody, nobody knew who they were. That's all. Thank you, Bobby. Nice to see your face. Or kitty's face, anyway. It's my buddy Robert Clinkenberry. We grew up together many, many, many years ago, and we got in trouble any way we could. So I love the man, and he's in Alaska. So he sends me reports from the weather in Alaska, and I send him reports from Oahu, Hawaii. <laughs> well, those are very different, I imagine. Oh, oh, he can stay there. So I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? So I said, you know, maybe as an aside, maybe as parenthetically, is my word for today, what the hell – Maybe that's why people like Zuckerberg and his ilk can get away with what they do today. It's because of the paradigm they had in the past of these sons of bitches who took advantage of virtually everybody, lied, and manipulated the media. I go, wait a minute. Oh, my God, their family. No wonder they threw me off. Their family. <laughs> Those bastards. Other people are sharing their stories of getting out of Facebook jail. Gwendolyn just got out of Facebook jail. Riley spends all her time in Facebook jail. <laughs> this is my third 30-day stint. I've done a week or three, four days here and there. But I've done three 30-day stints where I look at the calendar and go, do I want to go back? Oh man, so I have so many friends and family and everything on there. So I kind For of everybody that doesn't use Facebook, because we're on a lot of platforms, describe to them what it's like to be in Facebook jail. It's bloody boring. So, <laughs> no, yeah, like, but what it's it's hell because you can look at stuff, but you can't interact. I can't interact, I can't comment, I can't post. I can I am anybody, so what I do is I have I send stuff to my friends. Um, on the IM, and I have them posted on my page. So I'm still getting my word out there. I'm still getting my stuff out there. I still create memes, and I still create stories. And I, I have other people posted for me. But I can't comment. I can't even put, like, a smiley face or a screw you or nothing. There's nothing I can do. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is insane, absolutely insane. I can't go on pages. I've been invited to three groups, I guess, since I've been in jail. Mm -hmm. And I was able to join all three of them. I can still join groups. I just can't post on them. And you can't interact or like pay, post. And I can't interact comment. at all, which kind of blows because I want to tell people what I'm thinking and stuff like that. And I know they want to hear it. <laughs> sure, of course they do. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. So if anybody's wondering, this is a uh, bacterial thing. It'll go away, hopefully. Actually, I think my uh, third eye has moved. I has gone from the middle of my forehead and it's trying to get out. It's like not happy, but it is. I will wear a smaller hat or something, but I know it will make its way out, but it's coming out the hard way. So hey, so speaking of that voice you just did, did you hear that Hank Azaria is not going to voice a poo anymore because he feels it's racist? Bullshit! Isn't it? Oh, my God. I love these guys. I worked with some of them. Hank, 
definitely. He's just playing the game. He's got to do the Hollywood thing. You know, I'm not there now <clears throat> when I was. <clears throat> I tried to uh, toe the line as much as I could. But when it came to this, I'd be like, no, I'm done. I have done black, alien, monsters, whatever. Women. I have done voices of women, all women and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows it's me. You just listen and you go, okay, right. you're old grandma. They bloody don't know. It's bullshit. That's all I'm saying. I, I, that's the worst censorship. I'm glad you brought that up because that affects me directly to my heart. That's, that's insane. How can somebody who's done a character for 25, 30 years suddenly go, okay, <clears throat> let's give it to a, somebody else who doesn't have the character in their heart. Thank you, Lee. Who doesn't have the character in their heart, who doesn't have a character in their soul. I know that when you do voices, you can't guarantee somebody else isn't going to take over. I've done a few that I've gone, <clears throat> okay, that person is no longer doing it, so I'm doing it, right? So they have me doing it. But I'm like, you know, or I've even done it simultaneously with others, and they can't tell the difference, which is fun. Because <laughs> they're oh, like, really? that you or was that Hank? Or was, who was that? So a lot of us. So two actors doing the same voice. Yeah, well, it's kind of rare, but me and Frank Welker both do sound effects. So for Scooby-Doo, we both did the uh, uh, Abominable Snowman. <laughs> And then they had us both doing it. So we didn't know from one from the other who was doing it when they released the product. <laughs> that was awesome, by the way. Thank you. Oh, it brought back memories of my childhood. <laughs> so how much Scooby-Doo work did you do? Like how much of my childhood are you involved in? Just more, than you, real quick. More, than you, more than you realize. But really? mostly, yeah, for Scooby-Doo, I did uh, <clears throat> Shiny Spooky Nights. I was all the monsters in Scooby-Doo's castle. Uh, that's a, a DVD. That's like, Scooby, it's my birthday. I'm so excited. I could buy somebody. Yes. Oh, oh, we have ice cream. We have cake. Or oh, Scooby. Yes. So that's all me, all the monsters in the castle. And uh, for Green Eggs and Ham, if you saw the, uh, uh, the leapfrog books. But I don't like Green Eggs and Ham. Poor little goat. You know, <laughs> tons of characters in that as well. And then for the other Scooby thing I did, uh, the game announcer for uh, holiday, spooky holiday, uh, Scooby-Doo holiday spooktacular. And I was the game announcer going, ooh, looks like Scooby and Shaggy better get some hot chocolate. It's cold out there. So I'm doing all that. Oh, plus that's where I did the, the headless or the uh, abominable snowman. How did you get into this? How did you get become a voice actor? Look at this face. <laughs> Would you put it on camera? <laughs> yeah. No, it happened because I love languages. So I traveled, went around the world, kind of learning languages. And as I was traveling, I was picking up the accents as I went from country to country, wasn't I? And I went from there to uh, Scotland, a ah, great sound, and you can pick up different flavors from that. And back to Ireland, you know. <clears throat> so back and forth between different places until I was starting to feel like I could actually do the sounds as well as the uh, you know the voices of the characters. So over time, I just went from place to place to place and 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 uh, just learned the language. So in Germany, I was speaking with a German accent, yeah, und auf Deutsch sprechen. So you did auf Deutsch sprechen auch. So I'm speaking German 
And je parle français, so when I went to Paris, uh, Paris, I was also speaking with a French accent as well as je parle uh, uh, français aussi. So I was also speaking the language. So I wasn't thinking about it. Oh, Joan, <laughs> she got kicked off of Twitter. So I'm like, okay, so this is fun. I didn't think anything about it. I just love languages. I grew up in California, so Spanish was my second language, you know, because you have friends. And they don't speak other English. <laughs> they don't speak English. So I was teaching my friends basically uh, how to tell time in English, and they were teaching me Spanish, right? Or just basically I would be speaking Spanish. Thank you, Melissa. And uh, my mom's Italian, so I was listening to Italian. They refused to speak it in the house. No, we're in America now. We don't speak We don't speak Italian. I go, well, you sure do, and you don't think we're listening. So Italian was one, and my mom's, or my father's uh, mother was from Alsace-Lorraine, which is between Germany and France. It's a country that goes from German to French, to German to French, to German to French, to German to French, every four or five years, depending on who's in charge. Right now, I think Germany's in charge at last check. So I'm sorry, as tout belied, all the Francais, all the books, everything must be changed. They even change the names of the streets. They have like German versions and French versions. And they really? change everything. So they don't- You think that'd be very confusing. <laughs> I, I think so. <clears throat> so I heard German, I heard French. I just inculcated, hey, I speak no Jersey too, Melissa, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, which one is it today? How come I'm speaking to my friends and they don't understand the language I'm using? It must be German. It must be French. So I would just over time just kind of find the love for it. And then I added Asian languages and Russian. And now I can just, I quite a few languages. And I, uh, I'm, all, I'm 22 countries now in uh, several languages. Damn. So wow. just a bit so of you got into this by your love of language. Yeah, I think so. And and no one can do what I do, apparently. Or that's what they tell me. They say, okay, we need a, a German bowinkle. It's too many ladies. So I do the bowinkle in German. So you do a lot of foreign work. So I do a lot of foreign work. I did a lot of Bravo stuff. I did all the Porky Pig and everybody in Spanish. You know, I was doing Sparky Pig and, and, and Daffy Duck and stupid. I was doing all the characters. Then they found that I was white. And they stopped. That's <laughs> they racist stopped. then, dude. That's you racist. Mean, That's what I found out early. You should this apologize. Apologize and send mas dinero. How stupid, right? Like, I can't believe he's apologizing. And the guy that was voicing Cleveland Brown stepped down. Yeah. Because he's white and he can't voice a black character. Uh, uh, well, what about, like, Wanda Sykes voicing a squirrel? How does she get away with that? She's not a squirrel. I don't know. How about uh, Rosie O'Donnell? I mean, she looks like a monkey, but she voiced one in Tarzan. Yeah, how'd she get away no, with that? Monkey with a Bronx accent. Hey, yeah. yo, Tarzan, where the fuck are you going? Yeah, thank you, Rosie. I mean, so they're gonna are they gonna redact all that? Thank you, Robert. I miss you too, brother. I mean, all that shit going on. I'm like, seriously, come on. Then what are you gonna do? Redact everything? Oh, Robin, uh, Robin Williams. I don't think he was Arabic. <laughs> That's it for that one. That right? Yeah. It's I mean, it's ridiculous. Even Walter Disney would be like, uh, that's not what I meant. I just don't like Jews. <laughs> so we know it has nothing to do with logic, the reason why they're not, or they're no, doing this. Politics. What do you it's think it's for? It's all politics. Oh, it's exactly. all leftist politics. Hollywood went leftist, and I miss my Hollywood friends very much. And I miss a lot of the stuff and the people, and I've, I've lost a lot of them. I can't help that because that I'm unspoken, and that's how I feel about it. But for the most part, it went leftist 
some time ago. Did you know AI was originally um, another director until um, it was Kubrick. It was Stanley Kubrick until they said, well, Kubrick is dying. So before he dies, let's get, uh, let's get Spielberg in here. And Kubrick wanted to tell us what that was actually about. The movie was actually about child pedophilia. Not about that little robot boy, which I think is just one of my favorite movies in the world, AI, right? You know who that is? Mm -hmm. Remember that? <clears throat> so I'm I like, do. wait. I remember this movie. It was so good. But the but original was, was supposed to be directed by Kubrick? Pedophilia by Kubrick. In fact, if you look at the back end, if you look at the extras on the DVD, you'll see that Spielberg is going, uh, and then Kubrick thought I should, we should do this, but I thought maybe we'll go this direction. <laughs> of course, Hollywood doesn't want people to know. Huh. That's why the bear was in there. The bear is a symbol of child pedophilia in all the different movies you see. That's a hint for you. Really? And they even did uh, they even did callbacks and stuff on on uh, the Kubrick stuff. Sure, he was awesome. He was Stanley Kubrick was trying to tell us things all the way from Capricorn One to uh, Eyes Wide Shut. He was constantly, constantly telling us this is what's going on. I may not get away with it for much longer. But this is what's going on. All these things were going on. So Kubrick was trying to tell us. He was trying he to tell us. He put a lot of truth and symbolism in his movies. Yeah. In fact, <clears throat> have you ever seen the documentary Room 237? I have. That's a good thing to check out if you haven't checked it out. The Shining is all about the moon landings. <laughs> Fantastic. And but the genocide of the Native cool. Americans. That's what The yeah. Shining symbolizes. I know. And who got that? Johnny's home. Now, who knows that? You know, you have to look into these things. And when you find out what Kubrick was up to, yeah, Capricorn One was wonderful, wasn't it, Wally? And the whole thing is you got to realize that these people have been trying to tell us, like Eisenhower tried to tell us about the military, military uh, industrial complex. They took out something in his speech, which most people don't know. You may not know that. Caliendo is a great impressionist. I love him. He only does so many. What things. was taken out of the speech? <clears throat> he they took corporate out of his out of his speech. Military industrial corporate complex complex. That's what it was really? supposed to be. Yeah, and they said, "Oh no!" Uh, once they see the word corporate, they're gonna they're gonna panic and think that uh, we're behind it. So it's not far back it goes. But then Hollywood went, went lefty would, and I said, "If you don't put movies on." about pro this and pro this and really super this and super this. And oh my God, you're right, the superhero cartoons, man, are you kidding me? Uh, Michael Amjot Fernandez, whatever name you want to go by. <laughs> it's, tr it's crazy. And then they, they inculcate this to our children. This is what really pisses me off. They inculcate this nonsense to our children in the schools. And that's what I discovered too, is the schools are very much owned by the same people. You will do this, and you may you may or may not realize what just happened in the last week. They said, "Oh, we're going to talk about various anti-Trump and uh, Omega is a bad, bad thing." And the parents said, "You're full of shit." And they went down there in droves, and they made them change it back. I was so proud. I was so proud. That is a good story. <laughs> I'm like, Man, that's amazing. Did you hear about the breakfast cereal? Mm -mm. Oh my God, let me look at my notes here real quick. I can still look at you. But on my notes, I have lots of stuff. And one of the things was Kellogg's Together with Pride cereal. Have you heard of that? Mm -mm. 
For every box of Together with Pride cereal sold, we're donating $3 to GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And, you know, the minimum donation is 100 k The maximum is $140,000. So they're coming off like these huge heroes. Again, what you would call virtue signaling, right? Mm-hmm. A big deal, 140000 fucking dollars. That's like, what, 10 boxes? <laughs> Come on. How many they really – that's how many they're going to donate. So it's like huge. And it's like, oh, together with pride. Don't, you know, don't tell anybody – who you should be. Now, I agree that it's, it's called children taught MAGA white supremacy. So Judicial Watch, <clears throat> Tom Fitton, you know who that is. He appeared on Newsmax TV and he discussed the records from Montgomery County, Maryland, showing critical race theory teaching materials in the schools. That's remarkable. That's absolutely remarkable when you think about it. It's like, you got to be kidding me. So the Palm Beach Company uh, com- uh, County School board strikes white advantage language from their policy after the fuming parents put them on notice. That's what I was telling you about. How about Jen Psaki's replacement? Have you heard about that? No, who's replacing her? Oh, we don't know yet, but, and I still think it's Pissacky, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jen Psaki's replacement. Look at her face and tell me that's not Zuckerberg's clone. She does look a little like Zuckerberg, but oh, she's too little- lifelike. Put them next to each other. Wouldn't oh. Zuck be her clone? Because Zuck is the one that looks like a lizard, like reptile uh-huh. wax figure. She looks human, at least. Yeah, at least she tries. Did, will they have a, oh, I know why. Because she would be the upgrade. <laughs> so he's sitting on a booster chair in court. <laughs> a little weasel. Well, how tall is he? Four foot nine. Boss, boss, this is not my idea. I hate this. No, no. Too bad, little best air. So no, the first black woman. I think she. Well, uh, I was gonna. I was gonna talk about her first. I didn't. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. But no I think uh, she. She. She even said that she originally agreed to only do a short period of time, and there'll probably be a lot of press secretaries for them because it's an exhausting job if you think about it. Your president can't speak for himself. <laughs> You're gonna love. Well, some of them. Uh, some of them can't. Maybe you know. Some of us can't. No, no, no. This one. Oh my god. But listen. The first black woman to give a White House brief in 30 years is gay. And she checks all the dem boxes. What does that tell you? <laughs> there you go. Are you putting that up right now or is that online? Oh no, it's up. I, I've been I, I've been doing this to, to make things more interesting for the viewers and like you can bite if you want. I have a few things picked out to show people. No, that's this wonderful. is a meme about the election being stolen and it related yeah. to what you were saying. But yeah. That's gay our rightful president black. right there. Gay yeah, everybody can see that. Did you hear that? Gay and black. Did they have a casting call? <laughs> you oh, have yeah. to be gay I, and you have well, to be you know, black. Not we just were one joking of the other. about that last night that they're going to oh, replace Bill Gates soon, you know, because he's just playing a role. And I was joking that his, his replacement will be a minority, probably gay. Yeah, probably. Because, because that's what they're pushing right now. They're sexualizing our children. Yeah. is what I think they're doing, going back to Michael and Joy's comment about the superheroes today. Mm-hmm. Hypersexualized. Um, but and not, not just that, uh, I was watching a Pixar mind. movie recently, and the mother's cleavage was outrageous. I was like, this is a child's movie. What are we doing? Which movie was it? <clears throat> I don't remember. I was walking by in the living room. It was on. I, I shouldn't have even said Pixar. It just looked like Pixar. But the mother was leaning over and talking to the children in the scene that I saw, and her cleavage was they were out in the breeze. 
I think that Disney kind of started this when they were working with the CIA back in the 60s and 50s. You probably know about that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so what do you mean by this, what you're saying? Like oh, the, the agenda? in the cartoons, the agendas, the different little hidden innuendos. Uh, look at the rescuers with the woman in the, in the window. You must have seen that by now. The rescuers mm -hmm. with the woman. I've seen the rescuers, but I don't the remember the reference. Poster of a naked, fully naked woman in the window as the mice go flying by in whatever the fuck they were flying. Really? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. And people were slowing it down. So I did some research. And I talked to some of the Disney old men. I talked to Cornelius and a few others. And they said, oh, yeah, we used to do that for our own fun all the time. Disney used to make the, the characters humping each other and everything. They love that. Because it's just stuff to kind of release steam on their own. And uh, I had some very gifted friends who could do very good copies of those. So I was liking that when I was going through puberty. But at the same time, this has been going on since Disney, pretty much since they started. All the way back to uh, uh, you know uh, their, their, their workhouses where they had all the animators. Um, Termite Terrace, I think it was called. And they had all these guys working. They're like, okay, so you talk about censorship. Here's how Disney did it. He would look at your work, and if he liked it, there goes his name on it, right? Which, by the way, wasn't his signature. It was of Iwerks, who created Mickey Mouse and other ones. I mean, I met the family. Amazing people. So of Iwerks is behind Disney, okay? Phenomenal. So not even the signature, but he would slap his name on it, right, to make, be made into a signature later, and now it's his work. If he didn't like it, it would be trashed. No word would be spoken. He would trash your work, and that would be the end of it. And then you get to start over again. <laughs> so right. this kind of censorship's been going on all the time. And I can see where various levels of excellence were at hand. I, I get that. Because he used to train his artists for free after hours. I don't know if you know this. Mm -mm. He used to send all his artists out or have actually people come in that were uh, the best portrait painters and the best uh, uh, engineers and, and the best uh, stylists of their period, of that period and teach the artist how to do all these things with architecture and, and, and uh, surrealism and everything that they could do. And the artists were like, yeah, are you kidding? It's free lessons to us. But at the same time, it was to make sure that they conformed to a certain standard. Now, I get that. That's no problem. My problem is when you trash things and then don't give people credit for the work they did. Right. It, your story there about Walt Disney reminded me a lot of Edison. Well, Edison was just in the same boat. Bloody hell, the same exact thing. That's why he and Tesla went different directions. Tesla's like, I don't want my name on this. I want this to be free. Mm -hmm. J.P. Morgan goes, free? <laughs> he reminds me of the, the guy from uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I own this town, Edison, and that means I own you, which means everything you do has got to come back to me. Look at the eye. Ah, it has to come back to me. Well, you, you, you're son of, son of a bitch. You, 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 you're just a dirty old. I don't like you. Nobody likes you. I, I think you know that, but you know. It's the way it's going to work. And Tesla, I'm taking down your tower, too. He took down the, the Wardcliffe Tower. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And he scrapped it. This well, they tower. wanted to know where the meter goes on this thing. How do we charge people for this? Exactly. And he's like, we don't. And they're like, tear it down. 
yeah, how do I make a profit? Well, Tesla was over budget, but it was for free energy for the world. And it was yeah, also- but that's not what he was supposed to be inventing. He was supposed to no. be inventing a, a way to-, to uh, Which actually worked. Control Ah, satellite radio or something similar is what I'm trying to say. To send information over large areas, and he used it to create free energy. Actually, he used it to control weather. He said, let me show you. I'm going to show you in Paramus or just some other city. I'm making this stuff up as I go along, and I'm going to make an earthquake there. And he said it to a certain degree. I do requests for you now. <laughs> Put a nickel in them and watch what happened. Anyway, <laughs> I did that for my grandma's 102nd birthday. It was so cool. All what, the old Popeye? people in the home. Yeah, I did Popeye and Brutus and... Ah, yes, Popeye. Ah. Oh, that's a more WC. Oh, Popeye, let me pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. If I do, I'm going to stuff it up your ass. <laughs> hey, you little runt, I ought to beat you. Oh, you and what are you? So I had the whole gang at the zoo. <laughs> Elephants and all that crap. All was fantastic. And the guys are going, I remember Popeye. <laughs> They're like 100 years old themselves. He was on the air from 1948 until 1953 or something like that. He didn't eat spinach. He ate Wheatina, which I put in the old script. Oh, you dirty old elephant. I'm going to take care of you. And then he eats, <laughs> he eats a bowl of Wheatina and goes and beats the elephant you know, into submission. <laughs> it was a runaway what is elephant. Wheatina? Wheatina is cream of wheat. That's all this is cream of wheat. So the oh, only reason. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were the sponsor. And then when the Spanish people picked it up, they were the sponsor. And now, oh, I got a can of stuff. So, so spinach had, sponsored Popeye. Yeah, that's right. It even said Popeye spinach. They went crazy on the shelves. They couldn't keep it on the shelves. The kids were going nuts. Sure, Mom, it tastes like shit, but it's going to make me strong, right? Well, you know, just go take out the trash and shut up. It was fascinating. I didn't like canned spinach. I barely could stomach fresh. <laughs> I was like, I well, never liked I, spinach. I didn't even care if you put cheese on it. I've never been able to eat it. I, I love it now. I love it. I, put, I eat Do it raw. You? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. But I didn't. I don't have it I'm wet and nasty out of a can. Like, oh, look what we dragged out of the Erie. You know, it's disgusting. I remember right. it, just, it wasn't that palatable. My dad was German. He was like, yeah, I'll eat it. I'll eat whatever isn't moving or dead. <laughs> or live still, I should say. So the old people are like, ah, Popeye, they were going shit crazy because they remembered the original Popeye. So that was pretty cool. So back to where we were, he said, and he took down everything and, and, and changed. Oh, uh, he said, and I think it turned into the Heart Project. I'm not really sure because I know some people who are involved in that. But I know that he was able to control weather. He was able to make buildings shake just by changing the frequency. And you can see it. They don't have video, of course, but they, you can see it in, 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 the, in the story they were talking about. They're like, just and then suddenly, like across town, like, holy shit, that kind of power. And he, he said, bent buildings to at one time, didn't he? Right, yes. He wanted to control weather in a good way, not the way they do now. Not with all the other garbage and the stuff they, they throw out there to say, oh, we're going to control the weather because that's how we control the people. We're going to control the food. We're going to control everything, right? 
So that's what they do. It's, it's all control, and it all comes down to that. And that's pretty, basically what we're dealing with on a daily basis, isn't it? I was uh, in the park the other day, and I met a guy. And for some reason, he walked up to me, and I looked at him, and I said, hey, how you doing? <clears throat> he said, I'm good, good, good. And he said something in Korean. I go, oh, and he goes, oh, your very existence goes against our community standards. That should have my face on it. <laughs> I picked this one out for you. I'm, right now I'm showing. A, I'm the uh, boy. It looks like a fact checker meme. Yeah, it yeah, says yeah, your yeah. very existence goes against our community standards. I picked no, I this one out for you in honor of your <laughs> Facebook sentence. I did a few of those and had people post it. And then, uh, well, while I'm in, while I'm in jail, still in jail, you know, I said no one busy, nothing. So I'm talking to this guy. <clears throat> I said, "Anyang Haseo, he's Korean." He goes, "Oh, you speak Korean?" I go, "Very, very little." I go, "But you said something in Korean." Oh, he said, "Thanks to you in Korean," which kind of got me going. I start talking to him for a while. He goes, "Don't you know who I am?" I go, "No, but how would I know you? You're a total stranger on the beach, right?" <clears throat> I'm the guy that ran against your governor. <laughs> I said, are you? He goes, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Richard, I'm Richard Kim. I go, nice to meet you. I shake his head and everything. I guess he thought I knew him because he was on the news or something, but he lost. He said, Ige, and I don't care who hears this, Ige paid a million dollars to make sure this guy didn't get any time on the air to make sure this guy was marginalized. So this is going on everywhere. If you think Hawaii is a paradise, come here. <laughs> well, you have election it's, fraud there as well. <clears throat> it's as corrupt as hell. I think Trump won here because I went to the, all the rallies, or not, a lot of rallies. And I can see how many people were there. And I can see the attitude and the playfulness and the song and the dance. There's no way in hell. You know, there are Biden supporters across the street. And there are all these nasty looking I don't know what, I guess you would call them uh, uh, ad, ad, uh, activist wannabes with their little signs, Trump is a pig and all this other stuff. So we offer them, we bring water to them. They won't touch it because they think it's been tainted. <laughs> so they're out there, they're out there giving everyone shit. Then they're walking in front of us and just yelling and screaming. I'm going, wow. I was almost thrown in real jail for that. Because I said, oh, what does that say on your sign? It said, fuck Trump. I said, I think that's the verb he'd like to hear. <laughs> she said, what? I said, what would you like to do to Trump? Oh, my God. She calls the cop over. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Ron. Total censorship. She calls the cop over, right? And I'm looking at this guy going, really? He goes, I need your ID, sir. I need you to wear your mask because I want to suck on a lollipop. So I don't have to you know, wear my mask. He says, but I really need your I'm not putting on a mask. I'm eating a lollipop. <laughs> that was our, our way of doing it. We handed out, you know, uh, the lollipops. Right. Yeah. How are you supposed to eat a lollipop with a mask on? Right, right. In fact, after mine was gone, I just held the stick in my mouth like I was still eating one. Dropped it three times on the ground, picked it up, put it right back in. Didn't care. <laughs> Matt Groening's an awesome dude. I think he was a time traveler, but basically they tell him what he can and cannot do, just like everyone else. So I was do like, Do you think that they're telling him what to predictively program us with? The, the little drops? He's not a time great. traveler, I don't he, think. I think he's fed that shit. No, it's a tricky call. He's totally fed that shit. I know him personally. I hung out with him. He's, you can see him on that thing for my voice classes. That's me and Matt with a beard. You know, that's us. That's us. So I, I didn't talk to him after this kind of started hitting the fan. But uh, I was like, man, you're, you're so brilliant in the stuff you come up with. He goes, yeah, I just, I see stuff. You know, that's how he came up with Futurama, right? Just, there you go. There's me and Matt uh, up uh, in black. And see, how that's me, believe it or not. <laughs> that's when I had hair and he had a beard. 
Next you time I saw really young I there. Had, How old were you there? Uh, I was 24, 25, something like that, in my 20s. So next time I saw Matt, he had no beard, and he had longer hair, and I had a beard, and, well, my hair was still there, but I had, you know. <laughs> I was like, I, it was like three years later. Yeah, you look like 15 years old in that picture. <laughs> yeah, I have a young face. I still don't look my age, thank God. Hey, good. I, you should be thankful I, for that. I'd be in a jar. <laughs> I'd be in a jar if I looked my age. Gilligan, why? why Gilligan? Look at that face. Oh, my God. 61 years old. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I have hemorrhoids older than that. Shut up. No one asked you. So there's me and Matt. And we looked fantastic together. And I said, well, what are you working on? He was working on Futurama. And he had already kind of completed some of it. So around that time. And I said, oh, my God, what the hell is Futurama? He goes, it's based on uh, the 1939 World's Fair, what they had Futurama, what they thought the future would be. I had no idea. So I got a chance to it's read. based on the World's Fair? I love Futurama. The title was based on the World's Fair. So I remember going in for a reading once. And... They asked for a dirty old robot. And I said, oh, if I was to do a dirty robot, I'd be the guy I met in New York. Fuck all of you. Go away. And that was me. And then he's like, oh, that's really good. That's good. Hey, uh, um, and they asked John, who was doing other voices for other cartoons. John, can you do Gary's voice? And John did the, you know, Bender voice. And next thing I know, there goes Bender. <laughs> that's Hollywood for you. Wow, so you were the inspiration for Bender? I I don't know. I I know I did for the voice. I did fifteen voices for him, and they chose that one to be Bender. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's cool. Bender's my favorite I, character on Futurama. Oh, I'm not surprised to hear that. Why? No one loves me. I thought you were going to tell me that you invented the uh, crazy robot guy, the one that's always stabbing people. <laughs> oh, ha, 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 Robert or something. I think his name is Robert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't even like the guy. He scares me. <laughs> Futurama is a great show, and they have a better grasp of science than for the Big Bang for theory, oh. for example. Well, not really. Futurama has so much science in it. Amazing stuff. But Futurama has stuff that could be that you look at and you go, oh, my God. Yeah, Bender was wonderful. I love all these characters. John does a great job. John is more guttural when he does it. Uh, he's down in that voice because he's a big, mm -hmm. big guy, like 60 or whatever. Big feller. does some weird voices. And so – I go all the way back to that and I said, Matt, you, you, your stuff, are you coming up with this phenomenal? And he says, I don't know. I'm just thinking of the craziest things. I remember the Jetsons, right? There's a good example for you. I was talking to Bill Hanna, <clears throat> Hanna-Barbera, right? And I was doing the show and I was chatting with Bill. And I said, Bill, what is going on? I said, because of you, now we have people trying to invent flying cars. You know what he told me? Oh, Gary, you got it wrong. I saw a flying car up in Northern California, and I decided to create this cartoon with that in mind. I go, what? It was called the Mower 6000, and I talked to him. He said he saw a guy flying his lawnmower around and stuff like that. A phenomenal guy, Mower. And, he, and uh, I said, oh, my God. And now we have uh, the, <clears throat> the Skype, and we have the, you know, the replicator, no, sort of the replicators. We can replicate shit in plastic, right? So these guys were so far ahead of their time because they were just going, what are the possibilities? I remember in the mid-90s, I thought, you know, now they finally cut up to the Hanna-Barbera thing where you could actually have the clothes in front of you on these websites. I don't know if you've seen that. Where you can see what it looks like on you. And that's what Jane Jensen was doing. 
Mm -hmm. yeah. those motherships now. <laughs> Have you ever heard the theory that the Flintstones and the Jetsons are actually happening at the same time? Yeah, that's kind of funny because I hadn't thought of that. There's a lot of similarities, and the Flintstones were first. Uh, the reason the Flintstones made it to air is because they went with uh, a cigarette manufacturer. So when you see them smoking on the show, it's because they're sponsored by the, the, the company. No shit. Cigarette well, company. Yeah, there's, commercials with them smoking. there's commercials with them smoking behind the garage. Oh, I know. I remember, they, I remember them smoking on the Flintstones. Yeah, but they were smoking in a commercial for the cigarette commercial. Hmm. Hey, Frank, yeah, here they come. Uh, watch out, bud. <laughs> here come the ladies. Get back to work, you little bastards. <laughs> and it was a commercial they did for him. I was like, oh, my God. And that kind of blew me away. I was like, oh, these guys worked for that company. That's how they were able to get it on the air. They said they went all over the United States looking for people to uh, to sponsor it, and nobody would do it until they found these guys. I think it was Phillips. I think it was Phillips who did it. Uh, uh, Philip Morris? Philip Morris. Yeah, Philip Morris. Call for Philip Morris. Had to go in my head. <laughs> Call for Philip Morris. An old guy that used to walk around the old movies in the 40s. So it'd be like, that's how they got on the air, just the same way Popeye got, I guess, with the Wheatina. You know, you got to do what you got to do. And Popeye was before the Flintstones, but the Flintstones was prime time. So yes, when they said, you know, was the first animated prime time show, wasn't it? Yeah, seven o'clock. I think it was Channel 2. And they said, you know, it was so good. We should do this in the future. And next thing they do, the Jetsons version. Now, the Flintstones was based on uh, the Honeymooners, if you didn't realize that. Oh, it's obvious. Okay, so it's pretty obvious, right? Even, hey, friend, hey, you know, the, the, even the voices were close, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, Ralphie, she's walking around, yeah. Right? Same kind of characters right. and stuff. But um, Jackie Gleason saw it, and they said, should we take him to court? <laughs> And Jackie goes, oh, yeah, I want to be the big villain here. <laughs> right. Because they almost right. did. At first, it was called the Flagstones, but there was a radio show called the Flagstones, so it was too close. So they had to change it to the Flintstones. Hmm. And then it was, these are all radio people. I met about three or four of them. Uh, wonderful, wonderful people. Just amazing. And then you could see some of them in movies and stuff like that, like uh, Gene Metapow and stuff, uh, other characters. And uh, then they said, okay, this is doing too well. So they got George O'Hanlon, who was an other old radio and TV actor, and he's George Jetson. So they just said, okay, let's try it again, and then they went with the Jetsons. Now, I, I only see enough similarities to say that they're typical sitcom families. I don't, I don't see that you know, one's – Right, well, I mean, Fred is obviously <laughs> a character of Jackie Gleason. Looks a yeah. lot like him. Yeah, but uh, we were lucky that they stayed on the air is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. There's nothing about Jackie Gleason you might enjoy since we're on this subject, sort of. Richard Nixon met Jackie Gleason and said, I want to show you something that'll blow you away. And Jackie's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. No, I want to show you. And he took him to Hangar 18, Area 51. Really? Uh-huh. Jackie Gleason saw the aliens and the ships and everything. Peeps. Wow. I had he said he never won. He didn't do comedy after that. He stopped doing. He said, "I'm done." <laughs> if this is true, and it's been proven to me that it is, ha! I told you, gotcha. Ha! <laughs> so he told him this is what happened, and this is how it went down. And Jackie said, "If this is true, I've got to learn more about what's going on." So Jackie went into UFO studies and all that, and he never did comedy again. Wow! So that's Sounds how we like Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Danny got Danny got pulled in, but Dan made shows about it. Danny, right. 
Danny yeah. was proud. Danny's like, oh, aha, you want to be a conehead? Let me show you. And he would, he showed people stuff that they're like, really? So I love, I love Danny's work. I think it's amazing what Dan was able to do. I don't even know if he's still, uh, still at it or not. You know, I have no idea. But I know that he worked with various people to, to make this happen. I did a movie once. <laughs> oh, my God. It took seven years for them to finish this bloody movie. It was uh, Raymond Moody uh, who was interviewing uh, people who had been abducted. Okay, I know we're on different tangents, but I'm loving this. So people who had been abducted, Raymond Moody was the guy who interviewed them, right? In fact, Barney and, and Betty were the two guys. That's where they got the names for the Flintstones. Barney and Betty were the ones who were abducted. It was a famous abduction in the 60s. Oh, really? <laughs> it was a surprise for you, Oprah. Totally, they used those names because they were in the news. So Barney and Betty came from that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. There's so, a lot of interesting facts you're sharing today. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff to pull out of my ears. Whenever you have me at dinner or lunch, which I, I met one of the voice actors in, in uh, Oahu about two, three weeks ago, and we were doing stories and stories and stories and stories and just going back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, this is so cool because otherwise I just go to the jacuzzi across the street because mine's not as hot. <laughs> so I go to the uh, the Prince uh, Waikiki across the street. That's right, suckers. I'm not from there. I go over there and I just start talking to people. And they're like, oh, my God, you're like old Hollywood. I guess I am now. Huh? <laughs> I have all these stories. And I go, hey, I remember when hey, hey, Rod Steiger came into my bathroom and tried to, never mind, you know, whatever's going on. I'm like, wow, the, the stuff that, now I'm one of them. So I'm looking at this, I'm going, okay, so all these people came together. And they had some really, really good actors. And then they had some really, really shitty ones. And they have me doing the voices of the aliens for the animated version. There's an animated parts in the movie. It was called uh, Alien Dreams. I think that's what it was called. And it was like, oh, my God, let's see what happens. And then he had music interstitials, the the, 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 the pieces in between, right? Interstitials, mm -hmm. where the fuck they are, that's what they were. <laughs> so he had music in between. And to me, it wasn't. It never found a tone. It was always like, and now it's really true because he's interviewing real people. And then, then it's really bad actors and doing their thing. And then it's me doing, oh, God. And I'm doing the alien voices and stuff like that, having a great time. Took him seven years. Came out, went to the, wow, oh, shoot, where was it? Somewhere on, on uh, Wilshire, I think it was. And it was a huge deal. It was a big red carpet. Nobody I invited could make it. <laughs> His last minute thing. Director goes, ah, we're doing a premiere tonight. Why don't you come down? What the fuck? <laughs> seven, you know, seven years later. <laughs> right. I watched this thing. They have, they talk. Oh, this is the guy in a thousand voices and everything. I'm going, yeah, at least. <laughs> and we're chatting for a while and then get in the audience and I watch it. It was horrible because the music came in for no reason. And I'm talking about live action music like you'd see in like something about Mary. I'm like, that really just doesn't fit here. So they couldn't find the tone. You're right, Ron. You, Edward Bielik, Reagan was good friends with the police and Reagan. They all knew about UFOs, but Reagan was, of course, well, I'm going to do it uh, using the, the sky. He says, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to. Well, that's how we're going to do it, sir. And let's you know, give us some more pills. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, so what are we going to do? Like, okay, this is insane. So I, 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 didn't really want to be in the room. I mean, it was, it got received. We, we won awards for it. We won the Extraterrestrial Biological Entity Award, the EB Award. 
And when mm. afterwards they did the Q&A, and I was like, got to go. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. It was so bad. They just couldn't find a tone. It was all over the place. In seven years, it took them to do it. So they gave me a DVD copy, and I took it home and played it for a few friends. And they couldn't believe I had such, I guess you would say, criticism, but really I knew what it could be, you know? And how I won an award, it must have been the only one nominated. <laughs> I said, yeah, call me if you ever do another one. See ya. And that was the last I heard of from that. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, this is horrible. Oh, my God. But it was a hey, big deal. So. Hey, Gary, do you have a little more time? For you, my friend, I do. Well, I like hearing that. But if you would allow me, I want to play a quick commercial and go check on my dog. And I'll be right back. I'll go check on your wolf wolf. All right. Let's enjoy this commercial and we'll continue right after this. See you when we get back. You already know that the Sean Yankee Show is the home of the most dangerous shows on the internet. But did you know that we also have sweet original merchandise? Well, we do. And you can help us to reach our goals, support our shows, and also get some high-quality original Sean Yankee Show swag for yourself all at the very same time at the Sean Yankee Show Merchandise Store. We've got it all. The best original t-shirts, sweet premium hoodies, as well as collectible stickers, coffee mugs, and much, much more. So head to the Sean Yankee Show store at tsys-store.myteespring.co. Support our shows in style at the Sean Yankee Show merchandise store. Stay tuned. There's much more show to come. Thank you. I'm sorry about that. I heard her outside the door and she was kind of digging at it. And she's a little adventurous, curious thing. And Babel's is away at a meeting. So I had to go check on her. Not a problem, my friend. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, I appreciate the hell out of it. Thank you for doing it. Isn't that commercial <laughs> cool? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was beautiful. I love that work. Um, I love the music in it. I wonder how many people know the other stuff I did for you. <laughs> like, go I ahead, tell them. Some do. Some do. Well, I, I, I did, you know, I did uh, the president. Uh, the president mm -hmm. who should be, still be president. What, we still times? talk about that shit. You did a debate between Trump and Biden, and you also did the president another time. I think I was able to sway some people, including oh, you. For sure. And you sounded just like him. Make you think a little bit more about what was really going on. Yeah? Thank oh, you. Yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I even loved your poem. Am you I guys did poems. What else have you done? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that great? The poem? I, I, I read poems over. Oh, really? Mike Tyson. Yep, you did, Mike. Hey, I wanted to ask you about that, and I got to ask you something else. Um, I wanted to ask you, one, did you know that we have a morning show now? I think we did the morning show before. You've been on the morning, Yank? Well, I remember I was up at 2 in the morning over here, or 4 in the morning, actually. Oh, okay, so you've caught one. So I might have actually done the morning show. 
I think I hey, I think that. maybe you did early on. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was. Well, I wanted to ask you about doing it some, uh, a few other things. Maybe if uh, if we can come up with some neat, funny stuff. Like, I want to get into song parodies, and because it's a morning show, the sky's the limit. Yeah, it's fun. We I'm do uh, all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> right now, I have a roommate who's moving out in a couple of weeks to go back to Maui, which sucks, but that's the way it is. So I can do a lot more at any time I want to. So yeah. Oh, wow. The other I'm thing I wanted to ask you about, and and I'm I'm uh, I got to remember to do this because I need these. You give vo voice lessons. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the services that you offer with that, and like how I could benefit from that? Because I want to get into voice work. <clears throat> anybody, virtually anybody who does what you do or wants to do what I do, will benefit just just to learn public speaking, which scares the crap out of people. If you didn't know. It was still number one in under dying, by the way, of fears that people have. <laughs> public speaking, no, I'd rather be dead. So public speaking is the big one. What I do is I teach you. I mean, you have my card. I gave you one of my one of my things I designed. It shows you can put that up if you want. It shows um, the different things I'm going to teach you. And it also shows all the different ways you can benefit. And the basic benefit is that you're going to get more, uh, uh, even more comfortable. Now, you're comfortable in front of a microphone, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you do a wonderful job. I love your setup. It's fantastic. In your case, it might allow you to expand your range, right? Because I'm going to teach you anything you want to know. Yeah, there it is. Multiple award-winning voice actor, director, and teacher for the voiceover connection in Hollywood and Burbank. Now accepting new voice acting students, students, students. So that's it. Anywhere in the world you live, if you Skype, Zoom, or Facebook, you can take the classes. I have people in Abu Dhabi. I have places, Germany, all the world. So at the beginning, intermediate, advanced, even the professional. So copy is what you get when you first uh, go into the booth, right? Right. It's the piece of paper. So you, you run off a copy, but other people might not know. And you're reading the copy and you're going, the cardholder agrees to pay the lesser of the charge card in accordance with the agreement between the issuer and the cardholder, blah, blah, blah. But you got to know how to break that down to where it makes it believable, to where it makes it personable, to where it makes it yours, like I'm doing now. You'll learn understanding and breaking down copy, marking and creating copy, how to audition, do's and don'ts in the recording booth, Mic techniques, creating characters, accents and dialects, Zen voice acting, that's me, and more. Zen just has you play so you don't have to feel that it's life or death. Because people go in the studio or, or on the microphone, they're like, oh, <laughs> if I do this, if I don't do it right, I'm, I'm out, I'm gone, whatever. Just do it. I, I go, I call it the fuck you technique because that's what it is. You go there, hey, there I am. That's my website if you want to check out my books. So I'm going to teach you all the stuff that I've learned. I don't hold back, but I do it incrementally so you're not overwhelmed. So I, want you to feel that I have you. one more question about your class, and then I want to know how I sign up. Okie dokie, because I'd love to have you. Oh, God, you'd be fun. The only thing I didn't hear in there was, do you give any instruction on how to find work? Now, see, that's the key, is because I teach you how to audition, okay? okay. Then I teach you how to make a demo tape. Then sometimes I will make a demo tape for you. I'm, I'm not set up here to do it, but I will do it. Uh, I can do preliminary demos here, but I would take you to a studio and direct you uh, ISDM over the line 
over the phone, whatever works for you, okay? So there's ISDN, which is a phone line, or I can do it live, and you would be in a studio with me talking you through it, right? But we'd already gone over it tons of times, and we'd already done like seven or eight prelims to make sure you're comfortable with the characters. Okay, then we would say, okay, now that's good enough to audition with because I won't put you in the booth until you are damn well ready. I've had people go, all you got to do is just, you know, go in, go in and, and, and have me audition. And I go, yeah, you're going to cut your throat. You're going to, you're not going to be ready. And you're going to go in and, and if your demo is really good and you can't live up to that demo, it's game over. You're done. You know what I'm saying? So when right. you are ready, we get you set up and we make you a demo and we set you a demo and we get you ready for that. And then we say, okay, now. Uh, sometimes you can do stuff without an agent. Sometimes you can do stuff uh, just for online and different things like that. Maybe do a few Fiverr things. F I V E R. Someone told me about Fiverr. They said I should do Fiverr. I've done a couple things for them, but I haven't really kind of delved into it to where I'm thinking I should be doing this all the time. Because I'm, I'm busy right now doing live shows and I'm also doing the classes that I have now. So I'm thinking about maybe doing that, but I just got here about a month ago to Oahu from Maui. So I'm kind of resetting everything up and meeting people and, and, and getting my feet wet. I'm actually going to go to one of these institutes in a couple of days and see what they got going because they have classes available. But I noticed on their website, they don't have voice acting classes. So maybe I'll do that as well. So I'm looking forward to doing all that, but I teach all that. And then I say, okay, now you're ready. And now the tricky part is getting an agent. I have an agent and a manager they're both in California. I actually want one here, and one is kind of looking at me right now, <laughs> like, oh, Dr. Moore, I'm not. <laughs> and you um, take it to them, or you go and audition. And basically, you want to do a lot of auditions before you even consider having an agent. When I did, when I was looking for my agent, I remember I came in there, and he said, just read this and this and this. So I read a couple things. He's like, now read this and this. Okay, so I read a few more things. He's going, how the hell don't you have an agent? <laughs> I go, I was preparing. I was getting, making sure I was ready. He goes, just sign this right here. Let's go to lunch. And that was it. <laughs> so I got my manager too. She goes, are you crazy? How the hell did you do this much work without an agent or a manager? I go, there's something called Backstage West, which you can also do. There's tons of places to look for stuff. And you want to really, really get so good at your craft that when you do go to an agent or manager, they don't look at you and go, it's too soon. You know, you don't ever want to hear that. I remember right. jumping up and down on my car going, I don't believe how easy that was. People go, Are you, this is how long you waited. It took me, I think I did work for eight to 10 years before I even considered having an agent or manager. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> now I'm in 22 companies. I get it though. <laughs> yeah, you have to be so ready. It's like doing what you do and not knowing how to do the mic or how to do the timing or how to do the stream yard or whatever you're doing, right? You want to make sure that you're 100% on it. A friend of mine does Zoom. She said, I need a Zoom expert. I go, I'm not an expert, but I studied it a little bit. And I might do stuff by Zoom. I don't know. I haven't done it to where I need multiple students. I've been doing one student at a time. But it's good to know all these things, right? So you want to make sure you're aware. But you can learn anything online with that. You can learn all that stuff. But I would say just get your feet wet. Uh, audition. I, I send my students on auditions all the time when I hear about them, you know. <clears throat> In fact, i got a couple of them gigs that they really wanted me, and I said, well, let me try this guy. Let me try this guy. 
So I had them come in and just get their feet wet and try them. One of them got the gig. It was really cool. It was an Indian cartoon we did. We did an Indian cartoon. And they're like, well, we can't believe we wanted you, Gary. But this boy who came in, very, very good, very good. So I had him do it and he got the gig. But I was doing six other voices for him. So it wasn't like I was going, oh, I'm missing out on her voice. No, I just, I want to share. If you're good, if you're that good, and this guy was, I want to give you a little piece of the action. That's awesome. So that's what I do because it's not about um, having uh, the most. It's about having the best. So a lot of times people have hired me for like ridiculous amounts of money to go in and do something. I'm going, I'm not your guy. I'm not your guy. I've done 35 voices for you and you still can't make up your mind. Call me when you know what you want. Because that's you have to be that way. I, I, as a professional, you have to say, I know you keep sending me money, <laughs> but the problem is you have too many cooks stirring the, the broth here. Right. I had to walk away from a very lucrative uh, cartoon that one. Oh, it's really? Kinda, yeah, kind of sad. I hope she still did it, but she just was – she said, well, my animator said this, and my set designer <laughs> said this. I go, who's the director? Her name is Donna. Who's the director, Donna? You are. You right. decide, because I'd already done multi-tracks for like three weeks straight. She was paying me every week. I'd done, I think, all told 42 characters for her, <laughs> including sound effects and everything. Multi-track. And she wanted them single broken down through tracks. Like, this is exhausting. It was taking my whole day to make maybe 200 bucks, 300 dollars. <laughs> like, forget it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So how does one sign up for your classes? Oh, here I am. Just tell me you want to do it. And I go through. But just uh, message you? Because yeah, I'm going to sign up probably. But if oh, someone else wants to sign up, would, what would I, you I suggest? Should I message you? Yeah, absolutely. Just I am. Yeah, just I am. Oh, really? I've, been doing it. I've been doing it through Facebook. I haven't done Skype since I've been here. And uh, so I've been doing mostly Facebook. It's clean. It's a real sharp sound. I record here on GarageBand. You can record at home if you want at the same time. And then uh, we go over all the stuff that you want to learn. And then what I do is I send you the, the tape on, on in your email or the recordings in your email. So then you go over that. I give you homework. I give you lots of homework. I don't make it. Okay, see you next week. I go, oh, you're going to go home and do this and this and this and this for me. And then when you show up, we're going to go over your homework and then we're going to do this and this and this. So it's always. Is GarageBand similar to Audacity? GarageBand for me works better with Mac. Oh, really? Audacity is wonderful. I've used Audacity in the studio dozens of times. That's the it, one I use. It doesn't like my Mac. <laughs> oh, really? It glitches and the multi-tracking is crazy. I mean, but why GarageBand, not? GarageBand, you find that's real good? Yeah, GarageBand's sweet. It's sweet. Is that one free as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you have a Macintosh, go GarageBand. It's just fantastic. I have PC. Oh, well, PC, I would say Audacity. Try GarageBand on PC. I think it's, I think it's also good for that. Try them both. See which one works better. Right on. I'll check out garage. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Yeah. So that's how you do it. You can go through, you and just say, listen, here's how you get a hold of me. But uh, you have all my information. You have my phone number, whatever you need, but just basically through Facebook, whoever I know through Facebook. And the links me. are right here on your website. Darn. That's all mostly, I don't think my class links are on there, which I guess I should do. I just talked to my web designer the other day and I said, this doesn't work. And this doesn't work. I need my opt-in to work a couple other things, but that would be definitely really good to have. I think, but it's not specific because this is more metaphysics and my books through metaphysics, which, of course, I do the, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, keynote speaking. I'm setting up keynote speaking to do my metaphysics stuff, near death and 
this boy's about to die, all that fun stuff here. Yeah, I'm just playing with different things on your site while I'm <clears> talking. I appreciate. I, I just added the link in the in the comment description on all the feeds for cool. his website. Uh, you can get a hold of him there, and all of his social media links were there, and then the links to all of his books are also there. Absolutamente. Let me take a quick look. How many books do you have? Looks like you've got one, two, three, four, five. Is there I more? Have, they show all five of them? There should only be three. It shows. I got five titles here. Well, no, that's an excerpt. I okay. got one, and then yeah. that's a forward. Two, three. <clears throat> sorry. I told I you I'm no good at math. I have three books available, so I haven't put the other ones on there right yet. Right here. The, the other books are The Voices in My Head, which you can mm -hmm. see on my, on my voice card, if you want to go back to that just for a moment. Sure. <clears throat> up in the right corner, you'll I see keep that. keep closing one. it, and I shouldn't. I should leave it up. There's no problem. You know what I'm saying? Look at all this stuff. Look at all this crap you got here. There you are. I so there I am, uh, The Voices in My Head. And there's three, there's three books now. I think I must have 100 things in there. Because they're all different crazy things that I do, and each one has hints and tips and tricks to learn the business. Oh, and by the way, once you finish my class, you get a free ebook of this book. Oh, the voices in my head? Yeah, once I finish the bloody thing. And the problem is it's on another computer, which is right here in front of me. <laughs> and I can't get in it. It's an old hard drive that has all the information in it. If somebody wants to trade a couple classes, perhaps we can do a little trade if they can get into that bloody like hard drive. Like a tech guy, somebody tech savvy to help you out? Maybe, yeah, if they can do that. So I've got the voices in my head. i got the seas of consciousness. i got perchance to dream. I have another five books, I guess. I oh, wow. Say. Yeah, that are in, uh, in, in, they're being worked on right now. And you have a blog on here too, huh? I got a blog. It's lovely because I just went into and poetry. It. Oh, there's my poetry. Yeah, yeah. Lots of poetry. Very good. Always nice. fun to do poetry. I love. There's. I have a whole page of poetry on uh, on Facebook as well. Oh, really? Uh huh. Just a poetry page. Uh just a poetry page, and I invite other people to put all their poems on it as well. So let me tell you what the first week is. So we do the opening exercises, the tongue twisters, breaking down and marking copy, learning tags. Tags are what you hear on the end of the commercials, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but you're like a, that real quick lawyer talk for the quicker picker upper. No, just basic stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. Small commercials, short ones, uh, all that stuff. You bad, you know, for the good morning. I love my fucking coffee. You bad, <laughs> whatever they do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I give you. Tons of homework that you know that I think you're ready for. So I don't overwhelm you. I try never to. In fact, the students I'm working with now, one of them I'm teaching Irish, Scottish, and uh, Australian accents too. So three accents, and he finally said, "I'm having a hell of a time with the with the Indian one." <laughs> I said, "That's fine." So we'll do the Irish and the Australian until you're more comfortable, and then we can do the Indian uh, later if you want. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tailor this to you. That's why I say you decide what you want to take, because if you want to learn these, and he does, you know, we'll start out Irish, and we'll start out having all that fun with all these characters, and I'll send them all the links and the ways to do it and all that, and then we'll go down under, right? We'll go to Australia for a while, and I'll teach them all that, do some Russian accent. Why wouldn't I do Russian? Oh, 
oči skučo, oči strazna i prekraća, oči čornja, oči čornja. Ja tebi je davno ne vidio, ali je da mrašen i svan. and she's talking and talking and she says i don't tell her to keep that i love the southern <laughs> accent that's what i told her i said find it to where you can flatten it or keep it because it's so sweet says i don't even hear it i can't even hear it so i was imitating her totally imitating her she's going is that how i sound <laughs> <laughs> i was going so for her or for russians I say, this is how the R's sound in English. This is how they sound in Russian. This is where we make the difference. This is mouth placement. This is tongue. This is teeth. This is what you're going to say. So all the different things to learn that as well. And one woman, I started teaching her accent reduction for Russian. She's actually Ukrainian. And she started doing and doing. And then she says, oh, I'm getting my visa line out next week. I go, oh, no. Oh, because that's going to change everything? It changed everything. I said, why didn't you tell me? Oh, that was it for her. <laughs> so she got her, but I, I could never get her back on track after that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I so have that one would guy, affect things that much just to change It does. It mental. affects it so much that it was like, it'd be like starting over. We had been doing it for five weeks, six weeks. Damn. And I said, I'm sorry. I have to charge you. We can't just say it's free because you didn't. You changed the, the game on me. <laughs> I had one guy in Dubai who was taking my class for two weeks. Suddenly his father was sick and he left. And he, I never saw him again. But he left all oh, the really? money. He left the money for it. He, he kept sending me checks. I'm going, are you coming back? I don't know, Gary. I have no idea. <laughs> but stop paying me. You're not doing classes. No, you're right. not. I'm sure I'll be back and we'll do it again. <laughs> oh my God. So I made a couple thousand just from a guy who was never there. Damn. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. I did one uh, one thing when I was uh, doing in California is I uh, briefly owned a coffee shop in Redondo Beach called Bikini Espresso. And people still wanted me to do voice work, but I was so busy from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you know, doing the whole place. I had girls in bikinis serving coffee. We were on all the news stations and everything. K-Rock camped out there. Everybody camped out so they could get a piece of the action. It was so bizarre. You would have loved it, Sean. 2009, I wish you could have been there. It was so cool. <clears throat> but then when they asked me to do a voice for a toy, my race had to go up. I charged like twice as much as I usually do. And they right. still paid me, but the toy never made it to market, which is sad. How often does that happen that you do something and it never gets out? The voices in my head will tell you the book. Oh yeah. Cause a lot of things you'll be going, and this is what I did. This is how much they paid, or this is what they paid. And this is why you never heard it. <laughs> or this is what happened. Or this is you know, what that happens a lot in entertainment because things hit the cutting room floor. There'd be <laughs> actors that thought they were in a movie and they're not. That happened to me in my first movie in 1978 called uh, Fast Break. And I had done three weeks of shooting. Finally, it comes to the West Covina Mall. I'm driving by with my mom. Look, it's here. Let's go see the movie. Come on, Gary. Yeah, we're getting lunch and see the movie. So we go see the movie. 
almost none of my scenes. <laughs> you can see me here, you can see me there, and you can see me in, uh, it was about basketball. And you can see me in the, the, uh, in the big court, uh, the, the, the basketball court, indoor basketball court, which was uh, in uh, somewhere outside, not Pasadena, I'll think of it in a second. S uh, me, not Simi Valley, but around that area. And you can see me here, here, and here because they would say, okay, we need you guys to bring three changes of clothes because we don't have enough people. So you'd see me here in the stu in the stadium, then you'd see me here in the stadium, then you'd see me here in the stadium. I say you triples on me, but the shots I did that were live, or the shots I did that were face face, or the shots I did that were on the bus, or the shots I did that were really really good, none of them, <laughs> none of them. And I got to know everybody. And they didn't even tell you. No, they don't tell you. They don't tell you. It was the most fun though, because it was like two in the morning. We were shooting. We had. Uh, Dr. Demento. Remember him? I don't know if you ever heard Dr. Mm -hmm. Demento. Mm -hmm. He was a local in California. And he did live. Well, uh, Weird Al started on his show. Yeah, that's right. And so he did live stuff in between takes and stuff like that. So I still had a great time. I was like, oh, man. I have to show people where I am in the stinking movie. <laughs> so that was my first one. You know that happened to Adrian Brody. I can't remember the name of the movie, but he thought he was the star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought he was the star. Yeah, and they changed oh, the whole damn movie. Wow, do you remember the movie? Or I'm trying to think of it. It was a war movie, and he thought he was the star, but he ended up being a smaller part. They they went in a different direction. It'll come to me. I have that wow. problem with my mind. When I need something, it goes away, and it'll Mine come I back to me like an hour from now. It'll smack me in the face. Good for you. I'm writing a book called Brain Farts and Other Excuses We Make for Not Remembering Shit. <laughs> Because well, I have an identity. My, my memory records virtually everything. But it doesn't always, as you get older, of course, I have to go, okay, I allow the pictures to come. And sometimes they're like, fuck you. So they'll take maybe a couple of minutes longer and I'll, I'll bring them back. So it must have been like, Adrian, baby, no, you're the star. <laughs> it must have been like a cartoon or something, you know. We're going to feature you, blah, 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 blah. And then they do second and third. Yeah, Dr. Mento was amazing, Bob. I, I did a couple things with him that didn't make it to air, actually. So that's another thing, you know, that's, that's typical. I don't know who Sammy Terry is. <laughs> I don't either. I put it up just in case you did. I've oh, never heard Sammy. of Sammy Terry. Oh, not a clue. Lawrence, young Lawrence Fishburne. I know, oh, that was a character, I guess. I don't anyway, so these things happen all the time. You get used to it. <clears throat> Talk like Russian gangster. Why do you step I like the Russian oh, voice. Do I have to find you, huh? Make you laugh. <laughs> you know, the scariest gangster I ever saw was that... Uh, Limitless Russian. Oh, he's very, like very that. cute. Let me try your pill. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, it was. Oh, Limitless is amazing. Is it good? It's really a brain. You have so much fun. There's so many levels. They try to make it into a telly show or some kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, some kind of series. And it, it just didn't have the punch. But that Russian guy was so cool under, you know, just like, he's the scariest one, not the ones who look scary. This guy who slaps his own face and cuts himself just for laughs. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It was a beautiful movie, Sean. You got to see I'll it. I'll have to check it out. I, I, I remember seeing oh, the preview and I wanted to see it, but then I never did. One of my favorites. Like the usual suspects. If you I love seen. that one. Okay. So you know how good that was. It was mm -hmm. that impactful where you just go. Oh, oh, really? You compare it to Usual Suspects? That's a great that, movie. Yeah, and not as, uh, as far as context or, or, or anything, tone or anything, just because it was so 
well done. And it had so many beautiful levels. And you could see what was coming, but at the same time, you couldn't see what was coming. <laughs> it was, it's a beautiful, really good. And so I enjoyed it too. Like the nth degree was fantastic. See how that happens all the time. I'll give it another shot. Well, yeah. first shot, because I never did watch it. I remember standing <laughs> in a video store and watching the trailer and thinking it looked good, and then it just never happened. Well, think again. There was no real reason for it. I wanted to see it. There's a lot so of now I have to check it out. I, I would say another one like that would be what's that one. See, now my brain's like, okay, now see if we can get All right. That's why that brain that. fart book is gonna sell a million copies. I think it'll do well. Yeah, everybody because deals with that. All these little hints and things to learn and reasons why we make these excuses. It's like having a bad back. It's socially acceptable to have a bad back. Not me. I've died four times, as you probably know by now. I do yoga once in the morning and once at night. I'm a massage therapist. I'm a healer. I start with me every freaking day, every morning, every night. No excuse. If I come home after drinking from that crazy place across the street, because they invite me to after-hours parties, after the jacuzzi, total strangers, because they're like, oh, this guy's mm -hmm. fine. Go get some booze. They go, oh, yeah. Hey, go and get some booze. I come home at 4 in the morning. Guess what I do before I go to bed? What? I shower, God damn it, because I smell like, you know, I shower and then I do my yoga. And I do every asana for like 20, so about 15 to 20 minutes, even though I can barely see straight. I do my yoga because my body knows the difference, right? My body knows. Why would I, you know, why would I go through torture in the morning because I didn't do my stretches at night? So it's an acceptable thing. Oh, I have a bad back. Oh, I think I'll take some drugs for that. Why don't you fucking learn yoga? Why don't you learn to stretch? Why don't you take uh, in a chair like where I am right now? Stand up, stretch, you know, get the body going. That's another thing I teach you when you do voice acting. <laughs> Breathing from the diaphragm, right? Learning all that. Learning how to stretch and open up and and silly things like that. I do scales and tongue twisters. Babel's makes fun of me. I do it before the show. So good. And that's what I do for the, in the beginning of each class. You start that way. But why not, right? Highs, lows, stretches. You should also do your stretches, right? The neck, the shoulders. That's all connected, right? That doesn't come out of nowhere. That's all, that's all from here. That's all from the abdomen. In fact, it was really cool because Elvis was the – the number one Elvis in the world, Darren Lee, was in Las Vegas for 11 years. Number one in the world. Comes to Maui. I meet him through a mutual friend. He invites me to the shows. Phenomenal. It's like watching the real Elvis. He was that good. And then one day he goes, Gary, <clears throat> I'm starting to feel a little tight up here. I'm starting to, and the doctor said I might have polyps. I said, that's because you don't abdominally breathe. He says, what? I said, well, when I'm with you and we're just hanging out, you're not breathing through your abdomen. You're breathing through your chest like every other schmuck. I said, you're going to abdominally breathe all the time to get that kind of power. So I became his vocal, and uh, I guess you would say instructor or rather uh, coach. And then uh, they closed the show. <laughs> that sucks. Another politics thing. They just didn't have enough people there. Lovely guy from Canada. Number one Elvis in the world. So he's supposed to have set up a show over here. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm hoping maybe he did. But I don't think he's here. I think he went, oh, back to Candy. So I think that's where he's living. And that's just too bad because amazing. <clears throat> but that's what I it takes. I got married by Elvis, my first marriage. He was not a good Elvis, though. He was lip syncing. Oh, God. 
God. Yeah, in Las no, Vegas. I felt ripped off. Yeah, he had, Las- he had all these credentials. They said he was on The Tonight Show. He was terrible. Anyone could be on The Tonight Show once. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's yeah. sad. Did Johnny let you sit down? That's what I want to know. Did, uh, did, uh, did I give you uh, uh, one of these? Uh, right. Uh, oh, give me one of these. Let me tell you, that's all I need. Hey. When I saw Rodney, I gave him one of these. He was so happy. You saw Rodney live? Well, I, I didn't see him live. I saw him on the red carpet when I stumbled on it. Oh, that's <laughs> even better. That's in my voice, the voices in my head. These are the kind of things I do. I was doing a show down the street on Melrose. Uh, I was at Melrose. And... Um, Whatever it was, not it was uh, Sunset. I think it was Sunset Boulevard. And I come down there, and uh, Jimmy uh, James uh, James Cagney, see, <laughs> Jim Carrey was doing The Majestic. Angel mm-hmm. was his dad, and that very very bad man in The Majestic. If you never saw that, it is a good movie. He he did play a bad uh-huh. man in that movie. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I walk up to this to the thing, and I'm going, "Hey, cool!" And I walk. This is this is where the usual suspects come in, in handy because I'm looking around. Boop, I'm on the red carpet. <laughs> I'm wearing black sweats. I look okay. Oh, you just I'm, wandered in. I just wandered right onto the red carpet just to say hello to Rodney. Hey, Rodney. Hey, how you doing? What are you doing here? Hey, who are you? Hey, who are you? I don't know. I'm telling you right now. Who's the girl on your left? Hey, gorgeous blonde, right? She's like, what the hell's going on? It's like Rodney in stereo. And he's going, hey, are you coming in? You're going to watch the show with us? I go, you know something? I don't really belong here. He goes, yeah, I've never seen you before. Were you in the movie? I go, no, I don't. I was doing a show down the street. He said, well, go get a ticket. Come on in. Come on, kid. (laughs) I go to the box to see if my – and there's no way my name is in there. So they're going through boxes. I said, I gave him my real name. What am I going to do? Gary Gillette, Gary Gillette. No, there's no Gary. Let me look at the other box. Let me look at the other. And they're so accommodating. No, nothing in that one. Let me look in this box. Let me look in this box. And as soon as they said, has anyone seen? I did the verbal thing. Boop. I was gone. <laughs> I disappeared. And I was doing the thing with the walk. And just suddenly I was walking straight right out of their fucking. <laughs> that, was, that was it. <laughs> that was my red carpet. That's a cool. And I wasn't story. invited to. I did two other red carpets, but this right. one I was actually wasn't in. I just thought I'd say hello, Ron. I want to say hello to James if he was there, Jimmy Carrey, just mm-hmm. to, just to compare faces because he's that's he inspired me to go and do all the faces and stuff he does. You know. The other day, someone took a picture of me in front of a dragon, and I went like this. Hold on, don't take a picture yet. <laughs> and they took a picture of me. They're like, the hell were you thinking? <laughs> Staring the children like that. <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> so, no, I didn't see James. I saw Robin at uh, Patch Adams. Thank you, Paul. Oh, Love really? You, you met Robin? Yeah, he had the. everyone had red noses. They gave away red noses, and I just mm-hmm. was in the crowd. So I time I met him. I was like, hey, Robin, your nose is red. What? No, your nose is red. I can't believe it. Look at your nose. It's red. <laughs> and we must have done that for like two minutes. And he's like, okay, nice to meet you. Off we go. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was my encounter with Robin. <laughs> hey, that's a damn good story. Oh, there's so much more I could have told him. But, you know, what do you do when you're in the middle of a crowd? You know, you just say hello and thank you for right. all your work. And see you next time. They don't know who I am. But like Billy West yeah. found out who I was when, when I saw him. The only time I met him was at a... Uh, uh, special thing they did for uh, who was it? Uh, June Foray, who did you know Rocky and Bullwinkle? Because I did Rocky, or I did Bullwinkle with her on stage, and I did the Smurfs with her on stage. 
come on, Papa Smurf, because she was a couple of Smurfs. So we did a lot of that, and we kind of hung out. And the next thing I know, I'm invited to this thing, and I just happened to be there for my class reunion. So I wrote a whole Bullwinkle script, which I do in my classes. I wrote a whole Bullwinkle script on the way there and performed for my fellow students at the at the class reunion. <laughs> and then someone said, we got to come to the Bullwinkle thing or the June Foray uh, Memorial tomorrow, because she'd passed like two weeks earlier. I go, okay, thousands of people were there. Billy was there. Everybody was there, whoever did voice work, except for like a – Maybe a handful that I could mention that probably didn't get along with her. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <clears throat> top fan. Yeah, I got a top fan right here. <laughs> Let me tell you. I may be a fan in my hat to keep my skull warm. To call it, you moron. Sorry. So <laughs> I was like, okay. And they said, among all these people, and June had a career spanning over five decades, 50, 60 years. And they said, how many people have actually worked with her? And I put my hand up. There was only like 25 of us. <laughs> really? And I said, Barry. And I saw Billy and went over and hung with him for a while. And we took the picture together. And did it. Oh, you got to come visit me in Hawaii. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah, fucking lie. <laughs> right. I think if he came here, of course, now I moved from Maui. So he probably went to Maui looking for me. But So a lot. there's a good handful of people that were like, oh, my God, I hadn't seen you since I did this or since I did this or since I did. So it was really awesome. But uh, to me, that was like just delightful to be able to say, oh, well, that was our tribute to her. But she had worked for all so many years. And for me, I just, I work, I'm almost, I'm almost undercover because people find me and they go, that was you? I did have a mustache and beard, not bead, you moron, learn to spell. <laughs> That's my boy, Polly. We used to go on a boat that he owned that I tried to help him out with, I tried to spend some money on uh, and just hang out in Marina Del Rey. And we would just, he's a brilliant keyboardist and musician. And I would sit there and we'd do voices and I would sing as different characters just so the other boats would be like, what the hell is going on over there? I retired for a reason. <laughs> and we'd invite them. The old, uh, one of them was an old uh, stunt man and we'd invite them over and hang out. Those, those were the days. That was me and Polly just having fun. Hey, I hate this when I have to do this, but Babas is uh, giving me the bedroom look. She wants her bedroom back. So I got to oh, wrap up for tonight. <laughs> I wish it was bedroomized, but it's, it's giving my bedroom back looks. Maybe the my dog studio is, is also our bedroom. Not to break the fourth wall. What a coinkidinks. You see what's know, right? my bed. It's multifunctional. <laughs> multifunctional. Yeah, I just got the Sometimes gamer. I just sit in here and read, actually. I can do anything in this room. One of my students has this exact chair because he's a gamer. I, was I like, like I your just, chair. I want like a new you, chair. Like you can put your feet up. It's like a barber's chair. It's like, are you serious? How do you get it from here? <laughs> That's oh, the next thing I want. The next toy I want is a good oh, chair. It's like 130 bucks. It's not expensive. That's a lot of money. I'm, yeah, I got well, a pocket syndrome. I'm not rich like you. 130 crackers, but we're going we're gonna to work it out to where you can afford my class. How's that? Hell yeah. I got to take your class, man, because I want to do some voice work. I want to get into that. But if you want to take Gary's class, if you want to get vocal lessons, from him, get in touch with him. Uh, I put a link to his website or on social media. You just get in touch with him. Uh, and you say that's the best way, right? That's absolutely the best way, because uh, then I can talk to you this way. If you live here where I do, I take you out to lunch and we talk and stuff like that. But otherwise, I get to know who you are what you want to do from this. I know a little bit about you. I hear your voice. I know what I can do with you. 
I want Gary's chair. I thought you said my hair. Oh, my goodness, Paul. What would you do with this much? Oh, you mean armpit hair. Might be my back. I'm Italian. How about some chest hair? Huh? You got it all, baby. <laughs> he wants my chair. Anyway. I like it. I do, too. Oh, thank you, Lee. Oh, man, it's always so good to hear from you. I've always – what I do when I can't – do anything in Facebook because I go through Lee. Say, okay, well, tell Sean I said hi, or because you ignore me for like days at a time. And then I don't ignore you. I'm awful. Is what it is. <laughs> I got too much. I, I make myself way too busy, and then I I, I lose track of things. I, I understand. It's all good. <laughs> like I have three people who are messaging me right. Can you tell I'm not responding because I'm on the line with Sean? <laughs> but when you do, I'm like, oh, thanks, Robert. And uh, I'm, I'm always like, okay, let's see what he's got going if he wants me to be on the show. And I, I'm, I'm delighted that you just think of me when you have nobody goes, I don't want to do the show. I'd rather rather go to the beach. <laughs> but I have the beach right there. It's out my window. So I can go anytime. I know. And I can't believe you chose to hang out with us. Come on. You're, you're my peeps, you know. Where's the, where's the camera? Give me a big hug, you know. <laughs> you're no, my thank peeps. you so much for doing this, doing Gary, and hanging out. My pleasure. And I will be getting in touch with you about that class because I do need to do that. Everybody's been telling me too about this fiber. I got to, I got to learn all this stuff from you. Absolutely. I think you'll have a lot of fun. If you didn't, if you thought we had fun today, when you take my class, you determine, thank you, Paul, you determine kind of the direction you want to go, right? After you learn the basics, you say, you know, I've always wanted to learn to do a Russian accent. I've always wanted to do something. Charge more for the class so I can include a free chair. Yeah, you yeah, know, Paul, yeah. I just thirty-five dollar class, free chair. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know if that would go over well. <laughs> okay, so the class is now four fifty, but you get free chair. I'm going yeah. to send it to you, then you get free chair. Just look, then that make it easier for me to sell it to Babels. I'll be like, Babels, look, I get this chair and everything. Oh yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. A chair and a brand new hat and. A sticker and everything. Who's on your shirt, by the way? This is uh, this is the say no to the prick shirt. I wore this because we were going to talk about censorship. This is my censored shirt. I can't advertise this shirt on any social media platform. It wow. says say no to the prick, and this is a cartoon version of Bill Gates. You can't see it real good. Let me make it bigger. I can see. It just it looks like Bill Gates is a human, though, and he's not. I know, but it's Throws just a... Character <laughs> throws me off. Yeah, I should have oh. used a, a more evil-looking Bill, but I should have used the one that looks just like him—a piece of shit. I like what I like about this picture of him is it looks like the mad guy. That's what I thought it was. I thought, you know, if that's Alfred E. Newman, he's got too many teeth and his smile's not crooked enough. <laughs> what me worry? Oh. From Brazil, what? we got Brazil viewers from Brazil tonight, Gary. They want us to talk about marijuana. Oh, Next man. time oh, we'll man. have to talk about it. How do you oh, feel about marijuana? You talking to me? I am. I think that it's different than cannabinoids and that cannabinoids are in our bodies to begin with. Cannabinoid receptors are in every cell of our body for a reason. Because, and this is how we used to assuage those cannabinoid receptors, through foods that weren't chemically poisoned. And through other things that uh, that our bodies naturally accepted, right? So cannabinoids themselves are healers. So I'm, I'm all about any way you want to heal your body. If you do it through whatever means, why not do it in the most natural way possible? 
So I say, listen, for glaucoma or whatever you need to do, it's fine with me. But for the most part, cannabinoids uh, also use CBDs and stuff, you know, the, the oils and stuff. And they're, they're non-psychotropic. These are non-psychotropic. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the excuse there? Seriously, the emperor has no clothes. <laughs> right. So utilize any kind of healing modalities that you can. And, I, and I'm, I'm all for whatever works for you. And a lot of times people need that. For me, when I've been high, I've written whole movies that I can't write because I'm frozen in time. <laughs> so what I do is I wait for four hours and then I write. I've written a couple. <laughs> and it's just like, who gave me this freaking brownie? Because, <laughs> because those kicked my ass. I was literally frozen in my chair for 7 p.m. to... 7 a.m., 12 hours. You got to be careful with edibles. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I my roommates, Gary, are you in there? Because <laughs> they'll sneak up on you, edibles will. Yeah, this one snuck up on me, and I had absolutely no desire to move. I tried. I think it was 6 in the morning. I finally was able to move my body and get in the bed. That's wow. the only time I didn't do my yoga because I was lucky to move at all. <laughs> yeah, the edibles here, they're even stronger than edibles I've ever had in any other place. Ooh, I gotta come visit then. Oh, sure, yeah, you want Maui Wowie, baby. I'm gonna have to come take personal classes. <laughs> See, the problem with the old trader roof, the only problem was um, they taste so good. And I didn't have that many. You know, I just had maybe a couple of, uh, what do you call it, uh, brownies. But they taste so damn good because of that butter. That butter makes mm. them real soft mm. and moist. <laughs> Worse, that's the CBD oil and butter and all that stuff. It's great, you know. So, right. like I said, I have nothing against anybody choosing their own lives. That's the whole. That's the key, isn't it? If you're doing stuff that's detrimental or dangerous to your body, I prefer that you didn't do it. Even drinking, cigarette smoking, right? But I'm not going to tell you. You're an adult. If you're a child, I will tell you. <laughs> right. Listen, this is what it does to your body. This is the, the effect it's going to have on you. Do you know that cigarettes are some, one of the most addictive uh, drugs in the world because of the sugar in the cigarette? Most people don't know. The sugar is what makes it addictive. Sugar. Remember, rats ch chose sugar over cocaine. Oh, really? Yeah. So sugar is what makes the cigarettes addictive. Take sugar out of your diet, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll reduce your uh, need to smoke as well. I do this need is the to reduce my need to smoke. This is the stuff I teach. I say, listen, if you want to, like uh, every time I go over to different places, say, oh, I'll have a beer. I go, no. Beer has yeast in it. My pancreas, my stomach, they don't like yeast. They just don't like it. And the beer doesn't taste good enough for me to justify that. Give me a white Russian or give me a Mai Tai. I'm okay. <laughs> so I'm not like a teetotaler, but I'm like, beer? No. Hops and grains, stuff you really just, they don't, they don't really work for you. They don't work for me. <clears throat> so yeah, feel free to do anything you want. I'm, I'm happy about that. But don't tell me how to live my life. I won't tell you how to live yours. Good philosophy. It's not that complicated, really. Right. But I think it comes down to these things used to be in our soil naturally. Mm -hmm. Did you know borax used to be in our soil? If you want to do a detox, get some borax that you see in the box. It's like $9 for a huge freaking box. Grandma used to wash your clothes in it. Great-grandma used to wash your clothes in it. 
because borax gets in your blood and it cleans your body out. It's phenomenal. Not boric really? acid. Be very careful with boric acid. That's a slight conglomeration which will kill bugs but won't hurt you. It won't hurt you at all. But boric acid by itself, as pure as you can get it, dinacrosine pure or whatever, it cleans out your body through your skin. So if you have a shirt that's been washed in borax from grandma, you're sweating and it's getting in your skin. You don't get sick. Hmm. Mabel's uses borax. Smart woman. And then oh, that's why yeah, she's, she she's running for what? Governor or mayor? <laughs> she is an alderman and I'm going to become cool. mayor and we're going to run so this cool. town. That is so cool. I'll visit you and do shows there. <laughs> my town's going to be amazing. Isn't it? What was the name of your town? Uh, Middletown. It's called Middletown. That won't it's like stay its name. When I'm the mayor, we're going to have a great name. We're going. There's only like five houses and a little corner store. Very small town. That is, that is crazy. That is crazy. It's awesome to know all your neighbors. At least if you see a car you don't recognize, you'll know right away. New Jersey right. plates, huh? Keep moving, Guido. <laughs> Make you feel at home. Well, all right, Gary. I, I'm trying to find a way in and I can't find it, but I got to tell you goodbye for the night because I got to let Babos have her room back. But you got to you got to promise to come back. I will. Everybody do. was trying. Ron said he he wants you to come back. I want you to come back. Thank you. I'll be happy to so, be like a, a staple. I mean, just once in a while when you want me on. Sure. Or whatever. I do we can want get that and have some fun. You know, I do over 721 voices, so you have I a do future. know that. And I sent you lists mm -hmm. <laughs> and pictures, and you know they're all there, just waiting for you. You know, just waiting for you to call. <laughs> but the so, phone never rings. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be ringing. I'm going to be getting in touch with you because there's some stuff for the morning yank, the morning show that I want to do. I did do a couple morning shows in L.A. I oh yeah. K-Earth Radio had me as uh, I did uh, guest stuff on there, especially for like the holidays and stuff like that. Yeah, I did a few of those. And I did a few other ones for KL KLSX and stuff when they were around. And I had a radio show for seven years as well. So that was a, a show like old time. So you're going to be able to teach me so much that uh, I, need yeah. to learn, I need to learn this stuff. So I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm looking so forward to having you as one of my students and anybody else Pretty who cool. wants to. Who wants to do it? But I, again, I tailor it to you, right? So I'm going to listen to you and go, oh, you got to try this. Oh, try this. Now we're working with this. Now what do you think of this? And let's try this. And oh, my God, have you ever heard yourself say this? So it's going to give you a lot of play play zone. And when you get on the mic like you are now, you're going to go, oh, I'm working on a character with Gary. I want to share it with you. Hey, yeah, so how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be like, hey, that came from Sean. <laughs> Hacienda Heights peeps. That's where right I'm on, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And anybody else that wants to take his class, you get in touch with him. You can take it with me. The only time I'm not available right now, uh, I'll let you know because I have a few classes this week. But okay. uh, for the most part, dude, this is going to rock. We're going to have so much fun. Right on. Well, thank you so much, Gary. And uh, you have a great rest of your day. It's daytime there, isn't it? <laughs> At least daytime is 3.52, right? See, it's I dark think, here. Uh, I think the jacuzzi across the street is calling me, it is. So I'm going to do myself a little um, sandwich or something, right? You know, a cookie. And then off we go. <laughs> Love you, brother. Sweet Thanks bye. for having me. Love you too, man. Have a good night. All right, you too. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Woo! Man.
Hello? What? No, he's not on the line. Freaking Sean. <laughs> See you, Gary. All right. That was Gary Gillette. And yes, 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 he's going to come back and do some other stuff and the morning show and all that. That'll be a lot of fun. But we're going to be wrapping up for the evening because, like I said, Babels wants her bedroom back. I got to get my own little studio. I, I was thinking about Paul was telling me I should get that inflatable studio thing. And uh, I could take over that upstairs room. But the only thing about that is the floor is really creaky. And I'm afraid that you would hear it. And I'm afraid it would be very distracting. I just don't get up and walk, I guess. That's a good way around that. But yeah, I want a new chair. I'm very jealous of Gary's chair. That was a cool chair. Gerard says it's over. I just got here, man. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. But I'm glad to see you're having some adventures, man. And you're sharing them. I missed you. So that's cool to be seeing your stuff. I appreciate you coming by and saying hi, too. Gary is cool as shit. And thank you so much, Gary, for doing that. I appreciate you and spending your time with us and, and all of that. But come back tomorrow night, guys. We're going to do the weekend review. And we'll even have highlights of the interview with Gary. I don't know how I'm going to get clips of that. That's going to be very hard to edit. But I got more work ahead of me because tomorrow we're going to gather at 7 p.m. Eastern and watch the weekend review. But you guys have a great night. I really appreciate you hanging out and taking part in the show. See you tomorrow night the week in review.